All right, all right. Welcome to the fellowship. Do you see those reflexes? All right, all right. So uh, it's great to be here with you guys. Um, it's been a great service so far, right? I mean, I, I really appreciated hearing from uh, from Abidami, uh, who's who's been around uh, the, the church a long time. And then Ray told us 33 years. And then Chuck mentioned 35 years. Okay. So for me, I've been a part of the church here for 34 years. Okay. So we've, we've got some of the old school in the house today. And, and some of you, as I look out, were here when I got here 34 years ago. So, uh, so I know we've got some people who've been around quite a while. And uh, as Ray said, some new faces as well. All right, I have to tell you this before I get started. I feel really good today, okay? Now, and I'm gonna tell you why, okay? I'm always nervous when I, you know, when I come up here and I, and I speak, it's just part of it, okay? I, I couldn't eat this morning, I had to force myself to eat. Okay, that's how nervous I was. And you guys know I'm an eater, okay? But I'm feeling good because as the worship went along, because I'm not a singer, okay? But sometimes it's kind of hit and miss with me. Sometimes I'm really, I'm really on it. And then sometimes I'm just not, okay? And I mean, you can, my wife will verify that that is true, okay? But every song this morning, I felt like I'm really, I'm really getting it. Now, the Murdochs and my wife might disagree. I don't know, okay? Because they're the ones that, that, that heard it, okay? But, you know, when we were singing the, the, the hallelujah song and we got to the brothers only, Sari turned around and said, sing it, Tom. I was so encouraged. So maybe, maybe I wasn't living in some kind of fantasy. Maybe I really was, was really getting it this morning. Okay. All right. So, excellent, excellent. Oh, I brought my remote. Okay, make sure it's on. Okay, so I, this is the work, my work remote. Okay, and I, it's got a laser pointer, and I, I love it. Okay. So, we have been in Acts two forty two, right? talking about the first century church and the things that they devoted themselves to because we want to be like them, right? And so we've already heard about devoted to the apostles' teaching. Let's look at the scripture here. Okay, now I'm not looking. Okay, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And we've heard about the apostles' teaching and prayer, right? And so I'm going to talk today about being devoted to the fellowship. And the next week, Ted Gill is going to talk to us about being devoted to the breaking of bread. Okay. That's the plan. And so uh, Derek mentioned the, uh, in the announcements about the, the teaching ministry having this thing coming up. Oh, I, I want to say this real quick. Okay. About Carla. Right. I mean, Carla was awesome. She made me want to go to the women's retreat. Uh, I can't, okay, but I really wanted to meet her 88-year-old mother, okay, 
So I hope you ladies out there get a chance to, okay? That'll be awesome. Anyway, back to my lesson, okay? All right, fellowship, you guys, you guys that have come to some of my classes that I've done through the teaching ministry, you know that I like the Greek. And so we're going to start with a little Greek, right? Oh, that was supposed to be a much bigger font, okay? But the word for fellowship is the Greek word koinonia, okay? And it's very small up there. And I apologize for that. I, had to, I did this on Google Slides, and then we translated it over to PowerPoint, okay? And something got lost in the translation. I'm sorry, okay? But this is, I have this giant book called the lexicon. It's the Greek-English lexicon of the New Testament. And all of those Greek words tell you an English definition. And this one gives us a four different definitions for koinonia. And so I want to spend a little time looking at this definition, right? A close association involving mutual interest in sharing. And then the italicized words tell us how it could be translated as association, communion, fellowship, or close relationship. Two, an attitude of goodwill that manifests itself in an interesting close relationship. Generosity, fellow feeling, altruism. A sign of fellowship, this is three, a sign of fellowship or a proof of brotherly unity and then number four, participation and sharing. Okay, so I'm a teacher. That's what I do for a living, right? And I'm really, you know, Russ comes up most of the time and he teaches some while he preaches, okay? Well, I'm going to preach some while I teach because that's kind of what I do. I'm a teacher, okay? I hope you guys aren't feeling like you're back in school, okay? But, but I'm going to do a little teaching. And so I have a little activity for us to start with. As you look at the definition up here, what are words that you see more than once? I counted five, not including words like a and the, okay? What words that you see more than once? I counted five of them. Fellowship, relationship, close, interest, Okay, I missed that one if it's up there more than once, but great. Somebody's got a better eye for this than I do. Okay, sharing. Did we get them all? We'll see, all right, because I need the next slide. This, this isn't working. Oh, look at that. No, that's actually, okay. Uh, to, that's supposed to be on a different slide, but there it is, okay. Koinonio is, koinonia is a noun. Koinonio is a verb. Sounds a lot like it, right? It means to share. Okay. And so sharing is important. Wow. That went through five different slides. I don't, the highlighting is not showing up. Okay. Anyway, the five that I came up with, okay, technology issues aside, close, association, relationship, fellowship and sharing okay and so what is fellowship well there are three things that i see i see a close association i see close relationship and i see sharing close association with whom each other and god you guys are getting this you guys are good students excellent close relationship with whom god and each other, sharing with whom? 
God and each other. You guys are getting, you guys got my two points already. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So we're going to talk about fellowship with Jesus. Okay. Because we want a close relationship with him. Okay. Now, in Acts 2.42, were they really talking about fellowship with Jesus? I think it's probably talking about fellowship with each other. But I think fellowship with Jesus is really important to having fellowship with each other. Okay? Agree or disagree? Agree. Okay. So here's something that it says, and this uses the word koinonia in there. God is faithful. Who has called you into fellowship with our son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 1 Corinthians 1.9. So fellowship is not just the relationship that we have with each other, but it's also the relationship that we have with Jesus because God has called us to it. But here's the question. How do you have fellowship with Jesus? Okay. Here's something that it says in 1 John 1, chapter 5, verse 7. This is the message that we have heard from you and declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Now I'm going to put another scripture in here on the side there. Okay. That's where I need it. There we go. All right, 2 Corinthians 6, 14, same word, koinonia, or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What is the relationship between light and darkness? What is their close relationship? There isn't one. I mean, unless being an opposite is a relationship, right? And so here it says, back to 1 John 1, God is light. In him, there's no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with God or with Jesus, Yet we walk in the darkness, we lie, and we don't live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Okay, so let's, let's be practical here. How do we have fellowship with Jesus? Well, according to 1 John 1, we don't walk in darkness. We walk in light. Okay, so here's a note, a little, a little thought to go with that. In the light, we have fellowship with one another. In the darkness, not so much, right? You see that? So if it, what I want us to see here is that fellowship with Jesus is tied to fellowship with one another. You see that? Because in the darkness, what is not there? The light. And they don't have fellowship with each other. So on a practical level, you want to have a fellowship with Jesus you have real relationships with people where you're not hiding in the darkness. Okay, you guys with me? All right. So how do we not have fellowship with Jesus? So just in case you were wondering, okay, well, he said, how would we not have fellowship with Jesus? Here's another First John passage, First John 4, 20 and 21. Whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother is a liar. Whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have seen or who they have not seen. And he has given us this command. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. And so if you want to make sure you're not having fellowship, 
you know, with Jesus, avoid loving relationships. Okay. Stay in the darkness, avoid having good, deep relationships. And so walking with Jesus coincides with walking with each other. Okay. But my main point is really about walking with each other, fellowship with one another. So how do we have these close relationships? How do we have this close association? How do we share with one another? Let's go back to Acts chapter 2 and what follows it. Now, for some reason, the things that I highlighted haven't been highlighted. Okay, so this may not work the way I had intended. Okay, I found that as a teacher, technology is wonderful except when it doesn't work. Okay, and that does happen. Okay, and so I always make this joke, and I'm sure you'll get it. It's sort of like my hairline. You do the best you can with what you got, okay? And that's what we do with the technology when it doesn't work, okay? Some of you are now getting that, okay? All right? So here we go. Acts chapter 2, 47, or 43 to 47. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions and gave to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so here's my second little classroom activity for the day. Remembering that fellowship has to do with close association, close relationship, and sharing what are the phrases that you see up here that indicate they had great fellowship? What do you think? They shared everything, right? Now, the, the, the highlighting that I did, I took all that time to highlight a bunch of stuff. It isn't working, okay? So I'll have to use my laser pointer, okay? But I came up with this, and you may find other stuff I didn't find, and it's okay. I, I highlighted all the believers were together and had everything in common. They shared, right? Uh, they stole property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Now, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, hey, go sell all your property. And, you know, that's, that's not the point of this. But I, what I do want us to see is they met needs. Okay? They met people's needs. I came up with this. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They met together. Okay? I, honestly, as, as Ray was up here earlier, because uh, you, you're going to hear some of the things that Ray has already said to you. I thought, did he look at my notes? I, 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 we did not discuss this, and we're still going to say some of the same things. It is, it's, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit will move uh, at, at times, right? But they met together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Okay, And so 60% or so of this that I saw defines that close association, that close relationship, sharing lives together. As I, and maybe you see some things that I don't see, okay? It's quite possible. But here's where we're going to kind of launch for the rest of my lesson and talk about, all right, what does it mean to be devoted to the fellowship? Okay, some practical takeaways. 
from Acts chapter 2, verse 43 to 47. First one that I see is meet needs, okay? Meet, help meet people's needs, and there are lots of them. God has given you gifts and blessings to use to help meet needs of your brothers and sisters. That's fellowship. So use those needs. Maybe the need is financial. Maybe the need is physical. Maybe it's emotional. Maybe it's spiritual. And that, could, that list could go on, right? Lots of needs. Help meet them. Look over, uh, I, here's a scripture that I didn't actually put into the sermon, but look at Romans chapter 12, okay? Verse, verses 6 through 8. Romans 12, 6 through 8. So I'm going to read it to you from my paper Bible, right, right, Ray, paper Bible, okay? It says, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Now, you may go, well, I, I don't see my list on there or see my, my gift on there. I, I don't know what your gift is, okay? I don't see mine on there. Well, you still have them and whatever it is, use it, okay? It's like, uh, I have some gifts that I believe God has given me. I believe, I don't mean to brag, okay? But I, I can throw down in the kitchen, Okay. All right. And that's not on the list. But that doesn't mean I can't use it to encourage. Okay. All right. Again, I, I don't mean to brag. Okay. But that's a gift. Well, I have a few times, but you're invited. We'll work it out. Okay. I, I know where that came from. So we'll, uh, we'll work it out. Okay. I also believe that God has given me a gift to teach. I've had people tell me that, and, and I, I believe it. And so I strive to use that gift to help others. That's why I want to be a part of the teaching ministry and why I put these classes together. And I, those classes, guys, that, that the teaching ministry puts together, those take some time. We didn't just throw them together the night before. Okay. Those take time and a lot of work to try to help each of you, okay? And so I try to use my gifts to help you. You try to use your gifts, whatever it might be. There are some of you that I know your gift is to encourage, okay? Because you encourage me. So, you know, it's like whenever we get together, I look for Jason McGainey because he encourages me. And there are other people, you know, and honestly, in the, in the old days, we worked at, we did the teen ministry together, right? And so we were always sitting on this side. But then Wendy and I sort of graduated up to the campus and then the young singles, and then we were sitting on this side. And so it was, you know, Jason's easy to find because he's so tall, right? But I would be over here, I would always look for him and I would find him. You know, a few weeks ago, I got a chance to share in the, the cultural corner, right? Maybe you remember that, okay? 
And afterwards, I went back to my seat and I, I looked for Jason. And he gave me one of these. And so I knew I'd done okay. Jason's gift to me is encouragement. And there are others, okay? Whole families sometimes, they just, the, the Verdejos, they encourage me. The Beneventes, they, they encourage me, all of them, okay? Ex except their dog. I, I studied with young Omar. You know, we go to his house and their dog did not like me. But the rest of them seemed to love me and encouraged me, okay? And many of you, I don't have time to list every one of you. So if you're thinking, well, he should name me. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't have time to list every one of you. But many of you have been super encouraging to me. I do want to mention Sky. Where's Sky? Because, because Sky, Sky has this smile, right? That just, it, when she enters the room, it just lights up the room. And when we had our like pre-service huddle over here, and, and Russ mentioned that I was going to be speaking today. She gave me one, one of these. Uh, you know, I, honestly, I'm not really cool enough to pull this off, but she is, right? And, and I was just so encouraged. She didn't have to say anything. She just looked at me and gave me the little hard thing, and I was so encouraged. Okay, and many of you, many of you, as I've already established, I've known some of you for many years, and you encouraged me. And so you have that gift of encouraging. Use it. And if your gift is serving, use that gift to help meet needs. Now, you may be saying, well, Tom, I don't know what the needs are. Okay, well, how do I use my gift if I don't know what the needs are? Ask somebody, okay? Because I guarantee you, they, there, there are people here who know what the needs are. There are lots of needs, okay? Children's ministry needs people, okay? And you know, just about everything, if you go blank ministry, they probably have needs that need that need some help. So if you're unsure what the needs are, ask somebody, and they'll help you. They'll enlighten you, okay, as to what the needs could be, okay? All right, that's my first practical takeaway. I need the next slide, please. I might as well put this in my pocket, right, because it's not doing any good. All right, spend time together. They were always together. They were together every day without all of our modern devices. Those things didn't exist yet, right? I, I talked to my students like who are, who are like 14, 15 years old about the old days when I didn't have a cell phone, right? Because it didn't exist yet. I can actually remember that, okay? Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not alone apparently. Okay, all right. But they managed to get together every day. Now, I, I'm not anti-device. I'm really not, okay? But devices are not a good substitute for face-to-face, -face, okay? I'm great. You know, COVID did a number on us, right, it, it, on, on everything. The world is different now because of COVID. And I'm grateful for things like Zoom, right, because it helped kind of hold us together for a little while that we could at least meet, you know, on a screen. But it's just not the same. Most of you know, hold on one second that Wendy and I, our oldest son, got married and moved to California, right? And that was challenging. But before he went, you know, he had an iPhone, and we didn't. And this is not an iPhone commercial, but we didn't. So we couldn't do FaceTime, right? I mean, we could, but it was a lot more work than I was willing to put in, right? 
So knowing that he was going to be on the other side of the country, we traded in our other devices and got iPhones so that we could FaceTime him, right? And it's awesome when we get that little FaceTime sound, right? Because it's probably going to be him. And we can talk, and it's nice to hold up the screen and see his face. But you know what was even better? When he was home. Or, well, it, like, God has a mysterious ways of moving, right? Wendy and I, back in September, celebrated 30 years of marriage. Yeah, you can clap for that, okay? 30 years. Some of you are much, you're under 30, and you go, I can't even imagine that, okay? But we had made this plan, like in February before that, to fly out to San Francisco. And we rented a cabin out in the middle of the Redwoods. And, uh, you know, because honestly, we had been to California together and we love it there, right? And so, and Wendy just loves the Redwoods, the, the, the majesty of these enormous trees. So we got it and there were like Redwoods growing up through the deck it was amazing this you know where we stayed okay and then abby who our son married you know i'm sure you guys know that right gets a job out there and they end up moving out there well we already had these reservations and so god worked it out for us to go be with them in california a couple months after they got married and it was awesome it was, you know, just to, to be with them again. It was fantastic. You know, and it's, we had a lot of fun doing other things too, but that day was just the best day. Driving around San Francisco with them, you know, and it, San Francisco, I don't know if you know, the San Francisco has the most crooked street in America, right? And I got to drive down it, you know. It, you know, it was, it says five miles an hour and I went six, okay? I know I'm a thrill seeker, right? Okay, but this that time and the memories that we built together were fantastic. So yeah, devices, very cool, but face-to-face, -face, even better. And, and spend time together. Use those devices that God has allowed to be invented to stay connected. But when we can get together, let's get together, all right? The fellowship, their fellowship never closed, okay? Because we have a tendency, right, at the end of today's service, someone, whoever leads that last song, is going to, at the end, say, you were dismissed, have a great time of fellowship, right? Don't we basically end every service with that, with that phrase, right? And so we have, like, I don't know, 40 minutes or, or whatever where we're talking to each other, and we call that the fellowship. There have been times when Wendy and I were, like, some of the last people to leave. And I'll say, yep, we closed down the fellowship. But the truth is the fellowship never closes. They were together every day. It was, you know, when the fellowship ends, next Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, because we're here to worship, right? And then it starts all over again. That's the fellowship. It's not just that time. By the way, I could identify with uh, a few of those skits, right? Or a few of those little vignettes that we saw. I At least three of them, right? Am I alone? No? Okay. All right. Your, my kids would have told you when they were younger that I was an exasperator. That's for sure. Okay. And then, and then on the way out the door, you, you know, that there's one more person. We've all done it. I'm sure. Okay. Anyway, we got to understand the fellowship never closes. It goes, it, it's all week because what is fellowship? It's sharing our lives together. Okay. 
they were glad to see each other, right? It said that they had they they were in each other's homes, breaking bread with glad and sincere hearts. They were actually happy to see each other. Okay. I hope, I hope that you're happy to see me. Okay. I'm happy to see you. Okay. I hope that we're happy to see each other. They enjoyed each other's company. Okay. Make memories. Okay. So I'm going to tell you some stories. Okay. And one of these goes back to meeting needs. All right. Because I forgot to share this story then. Because what you're seeing is my notes. I don't have anything. I don't have anything written down. So I forget sometimes. Meeting needs. I'm going to tell you a hero, some heroes of the fellowship, or my fellowship anyway. And one of them is Chuck Royal. Okay. Chuck has met so many needs in my life. Now, the last two times that I went to teen camp as a counselor, something happened in my house, and I wasn't there for it. And so one camp, we haven't really gotten started yet. I get a call from Wendy. There's something in the attic. Okay? There's something in the attic. I'm, I'm over two hours away, and whatever it is, I can't do anything. So you know what I said to her? Call Chuck. We're fortunate the Royals live about three minutes away from us by, by car, okay? So Chuck dropped everything and came over and helped my wife. I, I didn't even remember what it was. It was a bird in the attic, okay? Now, how, I don't know how they got rid of the bird or if they even got rid of the bird, okay? But Chuck, the important thing is that Chuck came. Then the next year at camp, as camp is over, Kyrie was, was staying with us that summer, and Wendy was out of town, and I was out of town at camp, and I get a call as camp is ending. Tom, I don't know what to do, but the, there's a water pipe in the bathroom that has broken, and there's water everywhere. And I'm over two hours away by car. And you know what I said? Call Chuck. Okay. And Chuck was there when I got there two hours later and you know, all the water damage, my ceiling was on my floor and the, on the, you know, I mean, it was, it was rough, right? The, the plumber that I called to, to come said, Tom, if you're a drinking man, buy some scotch on the way home. Okay. No, I didn't, I didn't, I, I have something a lot better than scotch. Okay. But uh, I have fellowship with Jesus. Okay. Uh, but who was there, Kyrie and Chuck, trying to pick up the, the ceiling off the floor, okay? Now, to make things even better, who shows up next? The Joneses, right? And they're helping clean things up, and then they took us all out to Applebee's. So it was, you know, I mean, it was awesome to have the fellowship, and our needs were being met, okay? And I know because this has happened that if Wendy and I are really having difficulties, we can call them and say, we really need your help. And they have dropped everything and met us at the Dunkin' Donuts on Minisink Road in Totowa and helped us get through things. Now, I don't know that I've met their needs that way. I mean, I hope sometimes that things that I say help them too. Oh, there you go. Chuck, amen to me. Uh, you know, but I don't think that, you know, I, I try to reciprocate as best I can, but I think I've come out on the, the better end here. Okay, but it's important that we meet each other's needs. I hope that you have someone like that in your life who is willing to be there when you need them. All right, now I want to talk about making memories. 
okay? I've got some great memories. And I'm going to share a couple of memories um, because they're two of my favorite memories, and they're both around Brandon Verdejo, okay? Back in the teen ministry days, when I was still working as a, as a, a teen worker, right, we would get together at this McDonald's, okay? Oh, Jason was there. He knows what I'm about to share. Okay, we get, we get together, Jason uh, and, and Genesis and I, and we get a group of these teens and we would study. And one night, Brandon, I, I asked his permission to share this, okay? Uh, all right, Brandon, Brandon said, you know, I think I could eat 100 McNuggets. Now, I didn't say no, because I know when I was a teenager, my typical McDonald's visit was three Big Macs, an order of fries, and a drink. So I think 100 Big Macs is more than that, okay? But I knew as a teenager, I could really eat a lot of food in one sitting. Well, Genesis said, I'll pay for them. Okay? And so... Brandon started working. Okay, now, in my heart, I thought he might be a few McNuggets too far on this one. And, and in reality, he made a pretty good showing for himself, but he didn't quite make it. Okay? That's a great memory that I have as a part of this fellowship. Here's my other Brandon story. I didn't ask permission on this one. I hope it's okay. But at camp one time, he probably already knows, but at camp one time, and I'm, they served this fried chicken, and it was awesome. And I see, I sort of hear people going, who made this food? Who made this food? And it's Brandon and one other, I don't remember who the other was. And they're going, who made this food? And they went into the kitchen and grabbed the cook and brought him out so that we could all cheer for him. I hope it's okay that I shared that. Okay. And I had, so here's what I, I've got some great memories. Two of my favorites are tied to that young man over there. Okay. But I have lots of memories from being a part of the fellowship. So let's get together and make memories together. Yeah. Okay. All right. One more, one more practical point for us. And this one I didn't necessarily see in, in Acts 2, so I, I borrowed a little from Colossians, if that's okay. Colossians 4, 6 says, let your conversation be always full of grace and seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer one another, okay? Now, if we hadn't lost all the highlighting in the translation, the words full of grace, full of, well, even this is one, okay, full of grace, oops. Uh, there we go. Full of grace and seasoned with salt are highlighted, okay? Have great conversations. Season them with salt, okay? Let's not just talk about football. Now, I love to talk about football, and as you can probably tell, I love to talk about food. I can talk about those things all day, right? But sometimes, and there's a place for it, but sometimes we need to have good spiritual conversations. Seasoned with salt, Okay? Don't, don't be like the skit where everything goes back to something else. When somebody, somebody was trying to get, have a spiritual conversation and they kept bringing it back to something less spiritual. 
Let's not be like that. So practical, have great spiritual conversations with people, but also full of grace. Be gracious, okay? I share this. Another one of my heroes of my fellowship is Ted Gill, right? And I, I a few weeks ago when I shared, I, I think I shared a little bit of this, but we shared a room in the famous Stegman house you guys have heard so much about, right, for a little while. And we would have some really good conversations. Now, Ted was the, the older brother in the faith, and I, you know, well, I made mistakes. And But Ted always had the ability to know when I needed to be encouraged, and he would say something encouraging. And he had the ability to know when I needed to be challenged and would say something challenging to me, but he would say it graciously. And I thought, well, that made such an impact on me. So I would be talking about something, and he would, he would just kind of say, well, you know, bro, I may not have done it that way. And, you know, it, it meant so much to me that he didn't treat me harshly, that he treated me graciously. And so in our fellowship, we say the things that should be said to help each other, but let's say them with grace. One of the things that I've sort of figured out as I've gotten older as a disciple and as a man, I think God is a lot more gracious than we ever give him credit for. And he is gracious. And so in our fellowship with each other, we need to be gracious. Okay. Let me see. All right. So I'm going to end with a little fun. You ready? All right. So the Royals had a little get-together a few months ago at their house where they invited the young marrieds, and then they, they invited some veterans like Wendy and I over just to, to hang out. You guys were there, right? Clarks? Or you guys were there too, right? The Clarks were there, and we just hung out and ate burgers and, and, and played some games. We had a great time, and Chuck texted me the name of the game, and I've forgotten already. It was called Cultural Tag. Somebody brings out this game called Cultural Tag where it gives you a string of letters, and you have to say what they mean. What is what the letters stand for, right? Well, I didn't do very well, okay? And one of the categories was like church phrases. And Dylan was just boom, boom, boom. Whoever made the game must have gone to Dylan's church, okay? Because he was getting just like this, you know? And I was like, that was amazing. What I decided was if I ever play that game again, I am on Dylan's team okay because it was amazing so i have a couple of those to share with you as i close out so here we go anybody know god knows my heart very good okay how about that i heard this string of letters because nashton was giving us the letters and i heard this string of letters and i'm like what in god is good all the time and all the time God is good. Okay. I had no idea. Okay. Because I grew up going to church, but we didn't say those things. Okay. So now I've got one to see if I can stump Dylan. Okay. Because I grew up in the Godfrey Church of Christ, and there was something that almost every closing prayer would include, a phrase. You ready? You got it? G-G-A-D-U-U-T-N-A-H. Anything? No? 
guide, guard, and direct us until the next appointed hour. Okay. Yeah. Every, and yeah, I didn't think you would. Okay. Okay. I didn't think you would. But for me, somebody says GGD, I know they mean guide, guard, and direct because that's what I grew up with. Okay. All right. And the, it's a good thought. Be with us until we get together again next time, right? Good thought. All right. But you know, we have our own, right? We do have our own. This is one of ours. Somebody got it. You are dismissed. Have a great time of fellowship. Okay. And in a few minutes, okay, I'm about to sit down. I'm about to land this plane and sit down, right? And somebody, some people are going to, some singers are going to come back, some real singers, right? Not, not me, are going to come back up here and we're going to sing a song. And at the end, someone's going to say that, right? Well, he may not now, I, you know, or she may not. I don't, because now I'm kind of prejudiced that I suppose I've sort of, okay. But we say that, and, my, and I just want us to remember that I do want you to have a great time of fellowship, but just don't think it's the next 30, 40 minutes, but it's all week that let's share our lives with each other, not just now, but all week, let's be active in each other's lives and help each other meet needs until the next appointed hour. Thanks. <laughs>